Like Man United were playing, you'd be like sitting here in your Man United jocks all week. Right. Not the fact right. that it's Man City about to do a treble, you are studiously ignoring it. Let's let's just call it. It's true. OTB AM live weekday mornings from seven thirty on the OTB Sports app. Hurling on off the ball with Board Gosh Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship. The, the water's the least you deserve, John. Sum it up, five in a row, Munster champions. Yeah, an extraordinary achievement. The stuff of dreams, really, being honest about, you know. Um, you know, I was talking to the lads there earlier, and, you know, this morning, uh, I would have reflected on the fact that, you know, there was, there, was, there was nothing wrong, there was nothing wrong with four in a row either, you know. Uh, absolutely nothing wrong with it. Something we'll always be proud of as well, you know, had we not won today, so... Um, just eternally proud of what these boys have achieved you know what they keep coming back to the table with the energy they keep bringing the hunger they keep bringing the resilience the tenacity the self-belief you know that never say die attitude that they have they're just an incredible bunch of men and I'm delighted for Paul as well and all the coaches all the backroom team the amount of work that they selflessly put in it's just incredible you know I'm the one here that does the interviews and whatnot, but like behind the scenes they're the people that are the most important people that are really putting in tremendous hard yards and just driving the thing forward and being creative and innovative all the time so I'm just tremendously proud of what Paul and the lads have achieved and the game itself very tough conditions out there it's very warm here today and you trail by three at the break what were you feeling at that point? Yeah a little bit disappointed with the goal to be honest with you. you know the goal was on us like it was a bad error you know we left John Connor first of all get away to the sideline to get the, the puck out we then left Tony Kelly get out of their forward into the middle third and pick up a loose ball from John Conlon then the ball gets in and it's it, you know it's just a comedy of errors from us so we were really really disappointed with the goal and it made just things very very difficult for us you know if we'd gone in at half time level you know with that little bit of a breeze that was there and playing into that far end where we normally like to be going into like that's that's perfect like you know you're okay because you're plenty of motivation to drive on you can't get complacent or anything like that so disappointed at half time but yet we addressed a few things that were going wrong you know we just were last to the break we were second to the break uh, we were doing very badly on Clare's puck out in the first half they were cleaned out and we weren't getting a look in with the short or the long puck out so you know we just had to bring more energy to the table and I think that's what we brought in the second half is just more energy more intent you know and that bit more ferociousness about what we were doing you know Yeah some of the moments in the first half it was a little bit uncharacteristic for Limerick and as you said lacked that little bit of energy but then came out in that second half and just found another gear Yeah like we knew we had to, you know, we just knew it and we were disappointed as I said as half time, you know, we had made uncharacteristic errors, missed pickups, drop balls, missed hand placed hand passes, just sloppy stuff, you know, that we were disappointed with. But listen, as I said, these boys are resilient, they're tough, they regroup, they don't allow things to affect them in the long term, they don't allow them to put them back, you know, like David Reedy, for example, had a shot in the second half, you know, topped it. You know, another day that could really affect your mindset. And what does he do? He turns around and sends in the most beautiful ball to Aaron Galan for the next goal on his next play what an incredible play hats off to that man just brilliant you know yeah serious character yeah. and out here today like the noise was incredible it's my first Munster final oh my god the noise was just something else and I can't imagine for the players what that must have been like you, you mustn't be able to hear yourselves calling for the ball she can't, nobody can hear you outside <laughs> at all it's, it's hard to even hear beside you in the sideline but yeah. you know it was a special occasion mm-hmm. you know I think you know the people here in the stadium and Limerick County Board can take uh, tremendous you know pride in the occasion that they created the atmosphere they had to create here today as well as the supporters from both sets of teams I think they were just incredible you know we came up the Innes Road on our way in here through probably 15,000 Clare supporters so respectful you know and yes 
you knew there was something special in the air and it, it would put the hair standing in the back of your neck coming up to that, that road through that crowd on, on, on a Munster final day but yet it's a special occasion and a great memory for the back of our minds to keep for years to come please God and it was a brilliant team performance but I suppose Aaron Glan won 11 out there today just immense yeah I'm thrilled for Aaron you know Aaron is just a special player and you know when you're taking those frees and when you're that inside man alongside Seamus you know the energy that they have to expound just to get free to get to hit the spaces timing their runs repeating their runs recycling their runs and when the ball comes in then trying to retain the ball under the, you know, the, the toughest of pressure you'd have to say like they did brilliantly inside there today and you know Aaron I think in the second half really did put his stamp on the game you know he was absolutely exceptional so thrilled for Aaron he's a great great guy and you know I think he's getting better with every game as well which is great to see Declan Hannon when he lifted the cup he said I hope that the supporters are enjoying the journey as much as all of you are it really is some journey that this Limerick team are on it is yeah it's a, it's a great one and you know I can tell you we've a lot of young pan- players on the panel at the moment as well and I only said to them on Friday night I'm very excited by the way they're playing at the moment I'm excited about the energy they have I'm excited about the skill set they have and I'm excited about the mentality that they have and you know they're waiting in the wings for one of these guys to slip up because they will like Adam English today you know his uncle unfortunately passed away yesterday morning and he comes along and does what he did today for the team you know uh, tremendous character and for a young player to come and do that in the most difficult of circumstances that was the most difficult game I think subs have ever gone on for us in the last six years and for them to go in and do what they did Cahill O'Neill himself you know all the lads that came on I'm just so proud of them and just for Claire then a phenomenal team what a performance out there today I think they will go away probably thinking they were a little unlucky not to get a free there coming down the last yeah but these things happen you know Ashling. I don't know whether it was or wasn't a free now you know I saw the incident to me it wasn't personally at the time that was my, my call on it but you know these things happen you know in, in 2019 we could have had a 65 we could have had a line ball we could have had lots of things you know it didn't go away you know and they'll know that as well and they, you know they're, they're a strong outfit they're very resilient I've no doubt that we're going to see lots more of them before the year's out and Limerick have bigger things to come than the end of the championship you hope absolutely yeah we're going to take a break this week anyway and <laughs> we have the four weeks now to get ourselves organised for the semi-final we've done it before we have our routine everybody knows inside that dressing room what we're going to do for the next four weeks it's just about going, going doing it now did you ever think it would be possible to do five in a row uh, I'll be honest with you when I got involved I was only hoping that we'd make a final and <laughs> give ourselves a chance you know but you're doing something th- right these, these boys are taking their chances and that's what I'm like okay thank you Declan congratulations Sum it up, five in a row champions. Yeah, sure you can. Sum it up really, five in a row in Munster is, I don't know, it's mad. Like, um, it didn't even come into our heads, I suppose, to be honest, because we knew the battle that was coming from Clare and, again, a point in it. Amazing spectacle, I'd say, from everybody watching, but uh, a fantastic day here in Limerick, having it at home. The green and white, colour all around. And, and look, the Clare sport came in droves as well. A serious atmosphere. Um, but, yeah, a great day for us again, thank God. What was it like out on the pitch with the atmosphere? Like it was extremely loud up in the gantry here. Yeah. I can only imagine what it must have been like. Could you hear the lads calling for the ball? Uh, not really, but like geez, these are the days we went to play like a full house in Limerick or whatever it is in, in, a, in a Munster final. You know, not, not that long ago we were you know struggling to win a game even in the championship. So like you don't have to look back too far to, to remember that, those days. So we'll certainly enjoy this one. And you went in at half time, a goal down. What were you thinking at that point? It was maybe a little bit less energy from Limerick in that first half and it was just a second gear then in the second half. Uh, maybe, yeah, but, but Clare are a serious side. Like, and, yeah. you know, the last few times we've played them, there's been nothing in it. Um, 
I don't know. Look, we, we, I don't know. The boys in the full forward line were doing well. Maybe it was a matter of getting the ball into them quicker or something like that. But you know, I'm just, I'm saying it there. I'm just so proud of the boys, the all 36 members of the panel who have put in a massive effort over the last number of years, and they deserve everything they get. So yeah, you no, know, it's, 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 it's a happy day here again. And the fact that Clare had bet you earlier on in the round robin, did that have an extra edge to today's game? I didn't like to be honest, because the Munster Championship, as you've seen in the results this year, is nothing between any of the teams. So getting into the top three is just the goal at the start of the year. Get out of Munster is an achievement in itself. So you know we, we got the bonus of getting to the Munster final, and once you get there, now you want to do everything you can to win because they don't come around every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been forced for the last number of years. So um, look, losing today, Clare the last day was disappointing, um, but it wasn't an extra factor or anything like that. Is this dream stuff for you, being the captain of this team? The church is mad. Like I don't know what to be saying to people anymore, but <laughs> I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. Like I mean, the boys, the boys do all the work. I just kind of <laughs> trot along behind them and say thanks a million at the end of the day. <laughs> you lifted the cup there, and you said that you hope that all the supporters are enjoying the journey as much as all of you are. Yeah. It really means a lot to them. You can see that. Sure. Like again, like they don't have to look back too far when they were going to games and leaving disappointed. Um, a lot of us have been in that dressing room after losing games as well, and. It's, it hurts, like you know. Um, so to be in the position we are at the minute, every game you win is a happy day. Like so, just just enjoy it as much as you can. And John Kiley, what a man! Ah, yeah, sure, legend. Like <laughs> brilliant. He's fantastic, sure, and he. Um, sure he's our leader like in what he's done for Limerick over the last number of years is amazing and we're lucky to have him I hope he never leaves um, yeah he's brilliant like look he's top notch will he get to enjoy this now will he get to go out and the whole lot of it two weeks isn't it yeah we'll yeah. go out we'll go out anyway and see what happens uh, but no look even to celebrate with our families now and our partners everything like that we're looking forward to uh, to being able to do that because even like Covid wasn't that long ago either and we weren't able to celebrate um, so I'm sure Limerick is happening at the minute so we'll, we'll find somewhere to, to meet the supporters and our friends and families yeah was all your family here and Louise yeah they're all here they're all uh, I'm sure on the edge of their seats throughout the game as, as was the whole lot of us uh, so what an occasion like amazing the weather the noise everything was dream stuff so as brilliant Declan well done yeah. thank you no problem Brian sum it up it was a very chaotic finish to the game how are you feeling after it yeah it's disappointing um, uh, not to um, get the results put a lot of effort into it and um uh, just didn't get over the line. Just the scenes at the end there, you know, people had ran onto the pitch before the final whistle was blown. Do you think that had any effect on the game at all? Look, I don't know. Um, I think, you know, we were anxious to get our quick book out, out and uh, we got it out, um, but the referee pulled it back. Um, so then the the crowd figured that it was um, that it was over, and um, but it wasn't. There was another 30 seconds left. So, um, look, got the crowd back off the field and played the last 30 seconds and uh, we didn't manage to score. You played the last 30 seconds and maybe unlucky not to get a free? Yeah, yeah, we find it very hard to get those kind of frees. Um, um, yeah, so that's, uh, that's disappointing. It's a frustrating, obviously a lot goes in, it comes down to fine margins always, especially in these type of games, that not getting those decisions. Yeah, sure. Look, um, uh, what can you say? You know, um, yeah, it's frustrating. Would have loved to have got a free, but we didn't. You went in at half time, a goal up at that point, played really well in that first half. You were probably thinking at that point that you were happy enough where you were at. Yeah, we were happy enough at half time. We probably could have gone in a little bit more ahead. You know, um, just before half time, we were we were um, uh, we were doing well, and um, 
probably left a couple of scores uh, behind us. Um, so that's really the story of the game, really. We just left scores behind us. Yeah, a few wides and just some balls dropping short, and that's probably, in the end, what cost it. Yeah, I think the, our stats lads, lads were telling us now that our shooting efficiency was only around 50%, and theirs was approximately 70 So, you know, that's... Um, that's tough. When you're playing the, the Rain and All-Ireland champions, five in a row now, Munster champions, you know, the, the best in the game, it's unbelievable to be up there and a point behind, you know, and obviously I've bet them up to now as well. Yeah, well, look, um, sure, look, that's the nature of it, like, the, um, yeah, that's the standard that you want to get to. Um, and, um, sure, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. How do you regroup now after this? Sure, we just go back and um, get our um, try and get our, our, our work done and prepare for the next day, um, whoever that's going to be. So um, we have two weeks to prepare, and uh, that's what we'll do. Have you had a chance to speak to the players in the dressing room? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll we'll prepare. We'll 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 do what we can. We'll try and um, uh, respond. Um, uh, we have a great bunch there. Um, they're a great bunch before the game, and just because we lost doesn't mean that they're a bad bunch. So we've got um, we've got a great bunch there, and um, we'll um, try and put our best foot forward the next day. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Ashley. Thank, Thank you. you. Jamesy, the Munster final, it didn't disappoint, that is for sure. There was so much anticipation around it coming into the game, and it was a one-point game in the end, and it was Limerick that got over the line. Yeah, 123-122, Ashling. Um, yeah, maybe didn't hit the heights of last year, but I mean, for tension in terms of just, the, you know, you could, it was palpable in the ground, you know, I suppose it was never a whole lot between the two sides. I mean, obviously, Limerick, I suppose you're trying to parse it all now, um, the third quarter was decisive, you know, 111 to 11 points down at half time. After 55 minutes, they were, I think, 119-114 to the good, so outscore clear, 1-8 to 3 points um, at that spell, and that that's obviously crucial, um, you know, they got the, the bit of daylight, and um, I suppose Clare look at it to their credit came strong you know outscored Limerick 8 points with 3 at the end but they just couldn't get couldn't get level and obviously it's a pity that there seems to have been a bit of controversy at the end um, you know talking to some of the neutrals in the press box and I don't want to come across as you know sour grapes from a Clare from a Clare viewpoint but certainly they, they felt it was a, a cast iron free um, possibly even a red card uh, the tackle on Tony Kelly so there's obviously disappointment for Brian and the players when they look back because I think um, you know everyone here wanted extra time by doing the many dissenting voices if, if he'd given Clare the opportunity to level it but I suppose in a one point game you look back at so many things that had they gone the other way and Clare certainly will lose some wides lose some of the balls they drop short and uh, in a one point game these things sometimes come back to bite you and Clare started fast you know in that first half they looked the better team I thought they went in goal up at half time a good place to be looked like they had more energy but it all changed second half it just seemed that Limerick got another gear yeah they were listen a goal to the good and possibly should have been maybe four or five six ahead Ashling um, you know Ryan Taylor had a bad wide uh, shortly after just before half time and shortly after that um, you know he went carried a ball that he could have tapped over the bar since maybe there was more on you, you know you can't you know, criticising for that, gave a ball to Mark Rogers again. You know, he was probably outside the 14 at an angle. Um, the shot, I mean, needed to be maybe into the corner. Now he did hit the ground with it, but Nicky Quaid, you know, it was a pretty routine save for him. Um, you know, so clear little things like that where could have kicked out the deficit to lead maybe to four, five, six points, which might have been a, a more accurate reflection of of the amount of play that Clare had in the first half. But uh, still, I think you know, you're three points to the good at half time. You know, you're right in the game. Um, but it's the third quarter, and, and credit to Limerick 
like they just seem to get a grip on on the clear puck out clear struggle to get primary possession and um, again just clear just missed some opportunities had shots blocked uh, dropped a couple short maybe took the wrong option once or twice and uh, credit to Galan I mean it was a fantastic angle ball from David Reedy in Keane Nolan had lost his hurley at that stage Galan has a history with the Clareford Max of them being without a hurley D- did he did, did he foul Keane Nolan I'm not sure they were probably pulling a dragon out of each other but from there in the space he was in he had only one thing in his mind and it was a routine finish for him but you know he, he finished at 111 three from play um, and Keane Nolan to his credit you know I thought played manfully um, but certainly Conor Cleary is more experienced and, and Conor was a huge loss in those circumstances and I suppose given the ball that like, that, that, that Galan was getting Limerick were looking all day I think to, to get that goal opportunity and it was it was it it came at the right time for them when it, when it did Just on Conor Cleary you know there was word that he might make it back in time did you know anything different was he always ruled out or was it Yeah no I, well I, listen I, I mean I, I think shoulder injuries are never straightforward and particularly a dislocated shoulder is a serious injury and three weeks I, I really felt that he had no chance to make it back um, you know there were different rumours that he'd taken some part in training but very, very to a very limited extent but I think Brian and the management have to factor in that St. Clair aren't done yet and if there's a possibility of not risking him maybe having him available for an Ireland quarter-final or semi-final or possibly the final if Clare go all the way I think they had to look at the bigger picture um, and put faith in, in Keane Nolan or you know Shane Amore or Paul Flanagan all of whom came on as well and as I said Keane I thought did well in the first half you know I mean it's tough back there because there's loads of space in front of you the quality of ball coming in is, is first class and Galan's a top class player and physically strong as well so Nolan you know I thought played well in the first half but picked up a card I think at the 28 minute and that, that as well you know you have to play differently you know you can't be maybe as aggressive you can't you know maybe pull and drag to the same extent um, and obviously that was playing on him as well and, and you know I, I don't think he's in any way shape or form to blame for, for, for clear losing um, as I said the ball and the service and the space that Glam was operating in you know Mikey Butler Hugh Lawler any of the top defenders I think would, would struggle in the circumstances so um, you know the problems are really for clear further out the field where they just couldn't seem to get their hands on enough ball and, uh, and certainly took a few wrong options dropped those balls short and as I said had, had probably 12 wides which is one or two too many yeah, just on those wrong options, especially in the first half, I think there was three in total that came from freeze, out around maybe the, the 65, 70 yard mark and they went for it rather than maybe working it in after it had gone short once, twice, you know, maybe yeah. the third time you think. Yeah, and, and I suppose, and listen, Jim Ryan, I mean, you know, massive scores in the court game, I mean, the clear halfbacks got six points from distance, so, you know, he's going to back himself and, you know, days they go over, days they don't and unfortunately today, Jim, I think, had a couple of wides from, from distance. Um, but, you know, from a Limerick perspective, I mean, the results that they showed, the desire, you know, after all they've won, you know, five months of titles in a row, heading now, obviously, to the Ireland semi-final and obviously eyes on a fifth All Ireland in six years. I mean, they're some team and you, you got to give them credit. But certainly, you know, Clare... Um, I thought deserved a free at the end nobody would have quibbled about extra time Ashling. Uh, you know another 20 minutes we'd have all loved it um, akin to last year and I, I just think Liam Gordon got it wrong at the end and it's a pity that it ended on that note uh, because you know neutrals are telling me anyway in the press box the consensus seemed to be it was a cast iron free and that's just a bit disappointing it was a chaotic finish people were coming on to the pitch as well just before that incident that you're mentioning People were running onto the pitch. They thought the whistle was blown. It wasn't. There was another 30 seconds to be played. They had to go off. You know, all of that sort of played its own little factor. Yeah, as I well. think you're, you're dead right. I mean, you know, there was a there was a Willow Dunn who was hooked or whatever, and Ever Quilligan, you know, I think was was I'm not sure whether he actually let the ball go wide or whether he just, you know, I think he did maybe, but played a really quick puck out and 
you know, Liam Gordon then for some reason called it back and I think the, the crowd maybe some of them thought that the final whistle had blown and suddenly there's an invasion of pitch from younger supporters and that certainly didn't help the referee as well because I think he's conscious that listen I've got to get everybody off the pitch and there was maybe a couple of minutes delay and then you're looking at the scoreboard and the clock and it's into maybe the 75th minute and there's four minutes of stoppage time so that certainly didn't help but to me you know you've got to ref the game you've got to referee what's in front of you and to me there was a, a cast iron free on Tony Kelly you know a frontal charge um, and that, that that's a free in any man's language whether it's the first or the 70, 74th minute and it was one that he got wrong and it's not listen you know Claire it's not Liam Gordon's fault they lost the match either you know yeah. I mean, they had the chances they, they, they had 12 wides they had the opportunities but uh, as I said that's probably the one that's going to be the big talking point um, on the Sunday game tonight and, and probably in the papers when we pick them up tomorrow yeah absolutely it is these fine margins that it does come down to but the character this Limerick team shown especially coming back in that second half because we were sort of talking at half time they didn't really have that energy they lacked that and then they also were making some uncharacteristic mistakes I spoke to John Kiley about that he totally agreed but they came out just a different animal I thought yeah and you know listen they're an unbelievable team I mean, you know, three points down, there was never going to be any sense of panic and, and the way hurling is now, no lead is safe. Uh, and, you know, look at Limerick probably felt that, you know, if they could get a grip on things in the middle third and they did. And as I said, just, you know, I thought Kyle Hayes, you know, Dermot Burns, Mike Casey and, and Dan Morris in the full back line, you know, were all excellent and probably got on top of a lot of those individual battles. And, and Claire probably didn't get enough out of Aidan McCarthy, who struggled. He was taken off. David Fitzgerald took him a long time to get going or really exert any any impact. And really, Mark Rogers, you know, one two, just like Claire had maybe a couple of opportunities to try to get him on the ball because he looked like he was having one of those days and he was sharp. And we didn't. Aidan McCarthy had a terrible white in the sideline when Reid Rogers, ten yards in front of him, easy hand pass, give it to the, give it to the shooter, the guy in the better position, and he didn't. And little decisions like that um, you know probably cost us and again we've we just got to go back and, and learn from those and make sure that we don't repeat those mistakes again but Claire you know uh, you hope that this game hasn't taken as much out of them as, as last year's final did the extra time that you know they have Dublin or or, or Carlo I think it is um, you know in, in, in two weeks time now they've just got to recharge the batteries get their recovery in there's still a lot of hurling to be played Um you know, you'd hope that they're good enough to get to the last four and still have a say in this in this Southern series. And uh, you know, Limerick would be thrilled with the four week break. Yeah. Um, you know, again, that's that's the biggest prize arguably for, for John Kiley and those players. Uh, but both sides look at gave everything they had Ashing. It was a punishing day, it was warm, you know, tough conditions, you know, huge energy expended, you know, huge runs we made off the ball, you know, guys trying to find pockets of space to get on the end of puck outs and that. And uh, you could see that both sides were, were, were tiring in the last quarter. And, you know, Claire did get, Ian Galvin got two really good points laid on for Claire. I thought he did really well. Aaron Shanahan got a point, put himself about. Um, but as I said, outside of Mark Rogers, I think Tony got four from play. No, no real Claire forward maybe managed to get the, make the impression that Galan did. And the other end, I mean, Claire, you know, did a really good job. I mean, Seamus Flanagan didn't score. Graham Mulcahy didn't score. Gerald Hagerty just a point. But David Reedy got three big points in the second half for them. Colin O'Neill came off the bench, got two. Adam English got one and that you know those scores were decisive in the end Just on Aidan McCarthy when he went off then Tony Kelly stepped up to the freeze what do you make of that is that I know it's Tony Kelly you know he's well able to step up to those freeze but uh, is it quite a big change in a game like this Uh, Tony I think Tony's experience you know personally I, I, I probably first see Mark Rogers on the freeze um, you know but that, this is something that obviously they've, they've discussed they've, they've, they've spoken about in training they've, it's not Tony was taking the freeze last year um, 
you know sometimes if if, he, if you're not in a game taking the freeze can be a help in terms of you know feeling like you're involved if you're yeah. not, not in the play uh, he missed one I think from an acute angle so you know you're not going to ping him for that no. um, and listen Tony you know obviously took a lot of attention I thought he worked very very hard and four points to play in the Munster final well, certainly he did his bit and at the end was was the one probably on the ball looking to make things happen and probably fouled for the, the free that wasn't so um, listen it's fine margins actually you know and uh, you know that the, there's so many little things that could have gone you know ball breaks a different way but uh, at the end of the day sport is cruel and Clare have come out the back of a, a second cruel monster final defeat in a row and that's going to be tough for the players tonight yeah extremely extremely tough and the fact that they had already bet them in the round robin do you think that had any effect today no bearing whatsoever I think um, Luke Clare had to take confidence in the positives out of you know going toe to toe with Limerick obviously from the in, in last year's um, in last year's final and obviously beating them in the round robin as well so yeah I mean I, I don't think this, these sides know each other so well now I, you know, I don't think the venue had anything to do with it I don't think you know that match really had any bearing It was today was a new game but certainly Conor Cleary maybe in the back of the clear minds as well you know you're losing a leader you're losing a really important central player um, you'd love to have had him on the field today I'd have been a bit more confident about our chances if he played but still we were right there at the end lost by a point um, cruel to take you just hope that we'd be back yeah and overall the Munster Championship it is not disappointed that is for sure that hasn't been actually so little between the four sides you know um, and Watford aren't, aren't, aren't very far away either but uh, yeah they look at the narrowest margins again and I said I just you know disappointed we didn't get extra time um, you know you know, people were on the edge of their seats I said for most of the game it was so tense here you know obviously both sets of supporters with huge expectation and um, it was a nerve-wrecking a nerve-shattering second half I mean I said to you I think early that this was going to be no satisfaction or pleasure in this for 35 minutes you really put through the ringer but uh, that's sport that's why we came here and um, I'd like to think that those Clare supporters will pick themselves up now and hopefully head to head to Turles wherever the Dublin game is played and hopefully to Croke Park if we can manage to get there Brilliant James thank you for your time today Cheers Ashley. Thank you